We're excited to be partnered with Gulfstream Park for their championship meet, highlighting the new Tropical Turf Pick 3. The wager includes three turf races every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with a very competitive 15% takeout. Additionally, the bet features a $3 minimum wager and will run even if the day's races are moved from the turf to the Tapita. Do not miss our Tropical Turf Pick 3 handicapping shows all throughout the month of January to get all your tips and analysis. Speaking of our friends at Gulfstream, the Pegasus is nearly upon us, and that means horse racing's most player-friendly tournament, the Pegasus World Cup Betting Championship, is back on Saturday, January 27th. What makes it so great? Well, first is seeding the pool with $50,000 of their own cash, and of your $6,000 bankroll, $5,000 acts as your live tournament bank with just $1,000 going to prizes. That means more money for you to use to skyrocket to the top of the leaderboard. At 200 players, we'd be looking at a $250,000 prize pool, and the prizes themselves are excellent. We're talking about huge stacks of cash, BCBC seats, NHC seats, and seats to the new and improved Ultimate Betting Challenge. Plus, you can play in the PWCBC online at ExpressBet or on track at Gulfstream or Santa Anita. Think you have what it takes? Head over to PWCBC.com for more information. Hello and welcome to the In The Money Players podcast. This is our show for Tuesday, January 16th. I'm your host, Peter Thomas Fornatel. I have thawed out from my uh, extremely fun Saturday night at the Meadowlands. One of the things I want to talk about for sure, give props to our, our friends and clients over there at the Meadowlands and, and the fun that I had on, on Saturday. But uh, coming to you now from the Brooklyn Bunker, once again, a, a chilly bunker, not as chilly as it was outside in the winter circle, uh, helping present the blankets on Saturday night, but uh, chilly nonetheless. But talking to a man who I, I, I'm surprised, he told me he was out today. I, I'm surprised he's not fully snowed in, given he's coming from Saratoga Springs. I think we got our first snow in about two years here in, uh, in Brooklyn. Uh, what's it look like up there in Saratoga? Our guest will tell us that he is Jonathan Kinchin. What's up, JK? What up, what up, what up? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it was, it was snowing pretty crazy on Sunday, but it didn't really stick too hard. And then today it looks to be snowing pretty seriously. Uh, some sort of a five inch prediction here. So it looks like we'll be laying low, but I mean, people always talk about, they always ask me like, man, how do you handle it so cold in Saratoga in the winter? And I always tell people I grew up in Texas, so it's not comfortable outside is something that I'm used to just, it's yeah. different in Texas. It's hot as hell. And what you do is you dress appropriately, you use air conditioning, and you get in and out as quickly as possible and don't hang out outside. And it's the exact same thing you do when it's cold. Dress appropriately, get in and out, and use the appropriate uh, uh, you know, HVAC situations, and you're, you're <laughs> fine. So it doesn't change much. You just can't be outside gallivanting around, but I can't gallivant around in the summer either unless I want to have heat stroke. <laughs> I hadn't been to the Meadowlands in many years, really had a great time up there. I want to thank uh, Jason and, and Rachel and Debbie for teeing everything up. So we went out in the money and Edison Hatter um, made a contribution to the very cool MLK races they have. So they have two races on the night, MLK weekend, with all black drivers and with a special blanket, special trophy. And it was really cool because we went out. We sat up in trotters and we we came down to be part of the the winter circle festivities. But I hadn't been in a minute, you know. I hadn't been since the the sports book um, came into being. I didn't spend any time in the sports book because Perrin and Susan were with me. But just that little racing area, that trotters dining room, where it looked like a lot of the horsemen were were hanging out. What a fun situation! I mean, this was a buffet worthy of the. Not quite as many options, but it reminded me of that really good uh, buffet they used to have at Woodbine. Don't know if they still do that at Woodbine, but what a fun place to go for a few hours on a Saturday night. I will admit, JK, that I felt, you know how I always look with judgment when you're at Saratoga for a long day at Saratoga, and it's after the sixth or seventh race, and, and you see a lot of the, 
the, the locals and they, they, they leave and there's still like five races left. Well, that was us. I did want to get on the road to, uh, we were going out to the Poconos for the weekend and I, I wanted to be safely ensconced in the car and driving, listening to the, to the late football game. So we left with about five or six races. And yes, there were a few looks of judgment from others around us, but it was just a tremendously fun experience. And I'm pumped to, to hopefully get to do more with them both on the standard bread side and then hey maybe even on the flat side when they have those races in the fall they got very unlucky with their flat racing last fall remember that that was they were trying to run every weekend that rained in the fall so they didn't end up doing much when was the last time you were at the meadowlands or have you even you might not have ever been at the meadowlands given uh, your history no never not for uh not not the meadowlands for for uh for anything uh, equine related or uh football related either or concert related i've never i've never stepped foot, never stepped foot in the place never stepped it's, foot in the place yeah it's cool it, I, it was definitely a good experience it's something that would be super fun to uh super fun to to get you involved in at, at some point in your in your travels but uh it was a some good racing over the weekend for sure anything i don't have a formal any formal recap plan but i i was curious to see if anything uh, if anything caught your eye well, I mean, at this time of the year, there's only, you know, there's one thing that really kind of stands out and it's, it's also a good opportunity to remind our listeners that might not necessarily be viewers that we did our uh, entirely too early uh, <laughs> Derby top 10 that's been, that's been circulating on YouTube and, and people really have been enjoying it. And, and we've had, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's performing at a much higher level than a lot of, of our other stuff that's up there, which lets us know that we're, we're barking up the right tree. But I think, if we were to re-record that this week, I think a horse that I would probably want to uh, argue with Eric DeCoster about making sure was on the kind of the in the money top 10 list uh, would, would be Bookham Dano, uh, right? I, I thought that he's got a lot of questions to be answered. If I'm not mistaken, he got an 86 buyer though, but did it impressively. And, you know, his, his pedigree might suggest that that's what he wants to do, which is one turn. But when you have a three-year-old who's winning by 12 at this time of the year, you know that someone's going to at least take a chance to see if they want to maybe take a, uh, take a look at going a little bit longer. And, and I think that he probably just deserves to be on that. So um, if you haven't had a chance to check that out, it's uh, you can't miss it. Uh, it's got a bunch of roses in the thumbnail, PTF's beautiful mug. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and I'm on, the, on there as well. And, uh, and, and uh, comment, let us know. Cause here's the thing. This is a production meeting and in, 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 inside of the show. Well, love those. I, I, so I think that we should, I like the idea that it's Eric's list yes. and it's not our list because like, I, I think that that kind of, cause you know, we're not top 10 derby list guys necessarily. So it works really well for our brand that, that he can make the list and then we can talk about the list and it, it makes it, a, I think it makes it a little bit different, a little bit more objective uh, way to do it. So I, I like that we're doing that and we'll, we'll continue to do so. Yeah, I feel like we, that could be a good thing to update once a month or so. And you'll be surprised watching this video. You know, this isn't our usual um, two talking heads video. This one's produced. And, and I think the, the guys who helped us put it together are so afraid of copyright claims that I don't think they're looking for credit. But let's just say that they did an absolutely fantastic job on that. Um, and we do encourage folks to check it out and yeah, help us out. Comments are one of the things that really drive the algorithm. So let us know where we're right, where we're wrong. I'm committed to trying to get involved. Um, if, if questions get asked in the comments, I'm trying to answer them. Some people on there. Oh, I love this JK. One, one guy on there said that, it, um, he criticized us and then said that if the price is right, he'd be willing to join the team. Uh, it was all I could do not to reply to that particular YouTube comment. Thanks. We're good. But I decided trolling the people in the comments is probably not a, a habit I want to establish. No, no, no. I think it's actually, I think it's good. I think it's, I think it counts as engagement. Get after them. <laughs> but we want uh, our regular, this was clearly someone who found us through the YouTube algorithm. We want our regular people over there and in the comments as well. So we'd consider it a favor if you go on there in the comments and YouTube and you can ask questions. Speaking of questions, we've got some to get to a little bit later in the show, but I do want to pause on Bookham Dano for a minute because you know, you mentioned the, the figure that was the Pasco stakes at uh, at Tampa. So presumably this horse will stay on the trail um, in Tampa. And- I, I think I know I Pete, I, I think that they're 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 thinking they're thinking with their uh, their wallets. And it sounds as if it could be the Saudi Derby. 
And I, oh, and I, I believe they're feeling drawn to it, if I'm not mistaken, because of its one-turn nature, which, I mean, who am I to argue with a horseman? I, I've, and we've talked about this before, Pete. I used to never really know how to handle the idea about one-turn, two-turn. Who, 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 who wants one-turn? Who wants two-turn? What kind of horse is it? Which one's more stamina testing? And I'll, I'll go with, uh, with a Hall of Famer and, and someone who should be a Hall of Famer, but definitely a champion rider in his own right, Richie Migliori and Gary Stevens. Both kind of confirmed to me, and I even had this conversation with Mike Smith before too, and maybe it was off the record though, that going in a two-turn race, they they slow down going into sure. the first turn, which saves them in, in terms of their stamina. Yeah, on a straight on a turn, it's just exactly logical. on a straight, it's a full out. They're running. They, there's no opportunity to slow down, and in a one-turn race. Speed horse. There's always someone who's 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 trying to 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 kind of stretch out a little bit. So there's a there's a speed situation involved, which they kind of gallop along, and and they have all kind of told me in, in their own way that they believe that it's it, it's reasonable that the Met Mile, for instance, is more of a stamina test than the Whitney going two turns yeah. for a mile in May. I I, so. I mean I think it's only logical. That's the way they look at it in the UK, and I, I think it's probably right. So that's an odd decision. To me, but I guess, hey, with that amount of money and maybe a subpar field, maybe it makes sense for other reasons. But if the reason they're doing it is stamina related, that's an odd decision. There's lots of other smart reasons to do it, though, that that might be what it's really all about. Uh, Jersey bred this horse, trained by Derek Ryan, the pedigree you mentioned by Buchero um, out of a out of a ghost zapper dam. So not a horse you would think a mile and a quarter for, but, you know, mile, mile and an eighth might be within the scope. We'll 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 see. I, I always enjoy. Um, talking to you, J.K., when Buchero comes up, because I guess we had we had a famous argument years ago where I, I, I don't remember the particulars, but in its essence, I was pro-Buchero. You were anti-Buchero and uh, Harlan Malter, a pal who's, uh, you know, raced him and is involved on the stud side of things as well. Big things happening with Buchero, by the way, with he did a great job with that those first couple books of mares in Florida and now coming to New York. Um, but, but I, I believe the owner has the secret sense that, that you're not a big Buchero fan. Is there any basis to that? No, I, I, look, I, if I, and I could be wrong about this, I, I you know, but I, <laughs> if I remember correctly, the situation and what happened is that sometimes what happens is people to me is, and I think probably to you, and I would imagine to other people that like, are like, whatever, like on TV is people will come up to me and they will say, this guy in California did it to me one time too. God, what was his name? Mike Martinez. He was, he was actually, I just remember, I just saw, he was on, um, on a owner's box like last week or something. He, he's yeah. at agave racing. So the black silks with the, 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 like the green agave flower on, on it yeah. or plant or whatever. Yeah. It, he did it to me in, in San Diego one time at Del Mar, but they come up to me and they ask me, Hey, what do you think about so-and-so's chances in the, grade one race on Saturday. And so they, they don't, that's all they do. They just say that to me. And I said, Oh, shit, I, you know, I look, I, I think the pace is going to be too fast. I actually think that horse will, you know, that horse would actually appreciate cutting back. And I, da, 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 and I just answer the question. Like I answer the question. That you they answer any racing fan that came up to you, but lo and behold, this racing fan is also the owner. Yeah. And they own the horse. And then they want to argue with me about this thing that they, Look, here's my thing. If you own a horse and you want to talk to me about the horse, let me know ahead of time. Hey, I I like that horse. Like, don't come up to me and say, hey, JK, you see that lady over there? Tell me what you think about her. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, she's, you know, she's pretty, uh, you know, I don't really like her hair. And that's kind of a weird shirt. Oh, that's my wife. Well, dude, (laughs) tell me, tell me, you know, tell me it's your wife. Why would you do that? (laughs) Don't set me up for failure. And if you are looking for the unvarnished opinion, then don't necessarily argue about it. And that's a thing we talked about recently on the show that I've actually come up with a name for, that I've been meaning to get this onto a show. I'm happy to say happened perfectly today on a show, which we, you know, sometimes we have shows and we we send a modified rundown. Other times we're like, let's go old school. And that means we're going to turn on the mic. There's no plans and we're just going to go. So this is a good one for, uh, for, for this. Um, and it's this idea, it doesn't have to be an owner, but anytime, I feel like anytime somebody comes up to you, wants your opinion about a certain race, and then wants to argue about it, which is kind of obnoxious, I think. You know what I mean? Especially if it's a just a casual, it's a, obviously if it's your, you know, you somebody in your group, that's different. But if you're like, 
you know, you make your time to talk to somebody and then they want to argue with that. Anyway, the term I've come up with with a person who puts us in these positions, JK, ask hole, A-S-K, words, <laughs> A-S-A-H-O-L-E. What do you think? Yeah, you know what? That works for me. And and look, I, and I don't, uh, in all fairness, I don't, I don't care to, I'll be honest with you. When you want to listen to In The Money uh, media, you'll get a couple of, you'll get a couple of, of honest nuggets. Mike Martinez that time, it was a little ass holish um, our friend with Bucaro, it just caught me off guard. So I think he thought I didn't like the horse. He wasn't being like mean about the whole situation. It just, I probably was being a little bit more matter of fact when I could have handled it a little bit like nicer if I would have known <laughs> that, that, uh, that, uh, and I think it was off of one of his Woodford wins. I'm looking at his past performances. He had a Woodford win in 17 and 18 leading up to the Breeders' Cup, um, turf sprint. And both of those were wins, and both of them I thought he got really good setups. I think one of them the race fell apart, and the other one he just got like a really nice trip. And I, I think that that was probably the argument is that uh, that I, I was probably on the side of he got a really nice trip, so downgraded the performance. He's done very well so far. It'll be curious to see what happens in his his next evolution. But we're not going to talk about him too much because people pay us to do that stuff. Let's move on to some of these questions, JK, that come in uh, over the transom from time to time. First one, and this is a good one. Uh, why do the cross-country pick bets, like the Coast to Coast and the Naira Cross uh, Country, seem to pay so consistently well? Is it the higher minimum base? Are people spreadier and less efficient? I think it's the opposite of that, honestly. Um, and, and then, you know, w- what do you think is the real case for for why these bets uh, pay so well? Well, one thing that I'll just start with that isn't that, that that has to be acknowledged right away is the lower takeout helps in a big way for bets to pay better. But it is more than that. And and JK, I'll let you give your comments, and you know, I could go on for ten minutes on this one. Well, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Um, and this is something that I, I think if I, if someone were to ask, you know, a, a person like, you know, Marshall Graham or, or, or Eric Pat Bilek. Cummings, who had Eric Bilek, who, who have extensively studied um, some of the behaviors of CAWs um, and talking to some of the people like at Naira as well uh, about, that have knowledge of, of, of some of the CAW use and stuff like that. I'm, I am very confident when I say this, the reason they pay well is because the computers don't play them. They Not don't to the same degree. Like to play them. Not yet. Yeah, yeah. To the same degree. They don't, it, it's the, it's the different racetracks throws off. I think a lot of what those algorithms uh, suggest the lower takeout. Remember they want to play in high takeout pools or large pools. So an early pick five at Saratoga, they'd love to play in because it's a large pool. But they don't like playing in small pools that have large takeout because they can't put enough money into it to cover their combinations enough to then not be betting against themselves. Yep. Low takeout pools that have a lot of money in them, they can work around it a little bit because they can still pick up some pennies. But I think that's the exact reason why the cross country pays so well, because I believe it is more of a retail wager than it is a computer automated wager. And I feel very confident in that assessment. Yeah, I think that sounds that sounds right. It's as simple as game selection. One thing that I'll point out, which is a worry, and I think we're already seeing this a little bit in the wind pool in Naira, is there are so many different computer players now. And when we're typically talking and Pat Cummings is writing articles, he's writing specifically about elite turf club. And, and, you know, we've seen the dominance, the two accounts in particular from there have, well, the problem is there's a lot of more, you know, grassroots, if you will, computer money out there now too. And those people, I think, you know, they, they can't be the boss playing against elite two and 17. They can still be the boss in pools where the, those guys don't have the same access. And so I think what you're seeing, it's just natural market stuff. These things become opportunities for a time. And then what happens in all markets is edges get, you know, arbitraged away. And so I think you're probably seeing more and more of that kind of money coming into the wind pool in Naira. And maybe, I mean, it's a very smart place for them to target would certainly be these cross country bets, but we're still seeing the relatively good pays. And I do think in addition to the things we've discussed, the game selection aspect, the takeout aspect, there is this aspect of the minimum. I think it helps it. Players think, I think a lot of players think that a low minimum helps them, but I think in reality, 
the low minimum hurts the little player in more ways than you think. It, it hurts by seeding an edge to the computers because they can be so efficient. But I think it also allows for some lazy play in a way where a dollar minimum or a $3 minimum in the pick three sort of makes you bet your opinions in a, in a smarter way. And I think that helps the bottom line too. Now that's just a theory and that could be wrong, but does it sound plausible to you? You know, it's a very simple, it's a very simple solution. I'll tell people and, and, you know, we all know the joke, JK tries math fails. So just bear with me here. (laughs) Just imagine a situation where you feel like a a sequence with a hundred combinations you cannot lose. Just so just the way you're going to play it, whether it's, you know, it's, it's, it's 10 by five by two or something. Can't lose, can't lose, can't lose combinations all covered. There's a hundred combinations there. Well, if you're going to play with a 50 cent minimum, then your ticket is going to cost you 50 bucks. Right. But if you play with a, a $3 minimum, the ticket's going to cost you 300 bucks. So it's 50 cent, 50, it's 50 bucks or 300. But the problem is what if there's only $600 in the pool? You, 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 you would be stupid to pay the 300. You're not going to get any money. You're, 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 it's, there's nothing there to be made. You can argue that with the $50 into the $600 pool, then there is an opportunity for you to make some money. And that's exactly what happens with these computers. They want to cover the combinations efficiently. And they want to, and they want to, they're not trying to hit, God, they're not trying to hit pick sixes for $10,000 off of a $400 investment. That is not what the computers do. The computers put 10,000, 20,000 into a pick six, and they want to hit it for 32,000. They want to make $12,000 on their, on their 20 on in a best case scenario, but they also are a hundred percent fine with putting $20,000 into a pick six and getting 23,000 out of it when they had no chance to lose and they're going to get their rebate, their 10% rebate on the $20,000 that they've spent. And they'll do that all day, every day. But if you have a higher minimum, it doesn't allow them to comfortably invest their money without a risk of really losing. Mm-hmm. And then, so they just either pass the, the pool. They don't play that pool. They put their money somewhere else. Or they limp in, which I just don't ever think they limp in. They're too smart. The computers are entirely too smart. They're not into this game for risk, guys. It's not a when you and I put a pick five in, Pete, there is risk involved. We are, we are, we are gambling and we are, it's an educated gamble. It is a is a calculated gamble. It's a thoughtful gamble, but we're but we're risking money. When the computers play, they're not risking money. Yeah. Yeah. They're not. That's not the game they're playing. They are not playing the risk game money. They are playing the pickup pennies and inefficiencies game. And that's what they do. And, and, and that's fine. Kudos to them. But we, you, you got to know who you're up against. The phrase I like is market takers, not market makers. I think it's pretty darn right. fair when it comes right. to a, a criticism of, of, of what's going on, of what's going on there. Another interesting aspect, thinking about those bets, the, the, another reason I think that like the cross country bets can be player friendly is they're, they're sort of a nice focus. They, they let you they typically are going to have better races. They play out over a, a lot of time. I think they can keep a horse player out of trouble from playing too many races and, and looking for action you know, you look for action every 15 minutes in horse racing, like you are not going to make money except in very rare occasions. So I think that the focus that they provide and the action that they provide is another reason why, I guess that doesn't per se say why it pays better, but it's just another reason why I really like those bets. I, I know you're a fan too. Of, of course. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan and, 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 um, you know, I think you see it a lot too. And you always hear people, I mean, I get, I don't get them that much, but I know you do. And I know that you've heard everyone who listens and watches racing has heard this before. Did you see the trifecta in the seventh race yesterday at Saratoga? It was 20 to one over 10 to one over six to five. And it paid $280. Like what? What? How does that even make sense, man? That should pay like 800. That's the answer to the question. It's because of the minimum. The computers were able to maximize their investment by covering all of the potential outcomes and they have taken that they have they have taken the meat off of the bone that you perceived was there when you learned in your head what a trifecta is supposed to pay when you hit it same with the pick five it happens all the time at saratoga listen 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 listen, listen, listen. man 
I beat the four to five favorite with a seven to one shot. Then I hit a twelve to one shot. Then the favorite wins four to five, so it's whatever. And then the five to one, and it paid nine hundred dollars. <laughs> Is that your upstate New York accent, J.K.? Have you been up there long enough now? You're working on that 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 Adirondack twang. No, that was my doofusy. That was my doofusy. This 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 pick five didn't pay enough voice. I'm not. I'm what not. I'm not don't, don't isolate. Don't isolate me regionally. <laughs> One thing I'll say is that I don't think it's I don't think it's often literally true that they have all all all, all but I do think you know what if you can x out a few horses in each leg or whatever or in each spot of the trifecta you can do exactly what you're saying and I and I think that's that's more the case than the literal all all, all in the try but I, I may be wrong about that that's always the way that I've understood it though. No, I I agree I, I agree with you totally. Um, here's a good one that required prep. So we're not going to do as good of a job on this question as, as we should have a contest player asking, what are the key dates on the contest calendar for 2024? Um, if I well, were, I, I can, this is easy. You can I rattle it off. Look at it. Okay. Yeah. It. Well, it depends on what your goal is. Um, and, and, and this is actually something, well, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. This might be something that I cover uh, pretty, pretty quickly here. It depends on what your goal is. But um, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't make your plan. I wouldn't make your plan revolve around any big tournaments that might take place in Las Vegas. I would. I would. <laughs> I, would, I would. No. And I'm. And look, I'm Here not trying to. Here goes again. No, no, I'm not being cheeky. I'm just like I said. There, there might be more on this later. But what I'm saying is, is I would make the plan based on which tournaments are the most fun, which tournaments are the best deals, which tournaments have the best destination, the best racing. And where they land on the calendar, um, the that. Pegasus kick contest, Pegasus the kickoff, always yeah. good. The the UBC that the or whatever it's called, the the it's a UBC, yep. right? The, yeah, the yep. ultimate, ultimate betting, betting challenge. Pause on pause on Pegasus for a second because they're sponsors. Just to remind about the the fifty thousand dollars added to the pot, and it's also interesting in that it's six thousand dollar bankroll, but you bet five of it. Only a thousand goes to the prize pool, and that's not a bad thing because that's made up for with the fifty thousand that gets added. And you talk about a destination and a fun party. It's a hybrid contest; you can play it online. But boy, if you can go down to the Pegasus, uh, that would definitely be the first event of the year. Where would you go from there? Um, that would hit the U, the the, the UBC for sure. Yep. Just it's a good contest, good racing, derby preps, maidens, big trainers, all that stuff. Fun contest. Um, that's you can play. I, would, I think that you can play at Gulfstream or Santa Anita or online for that one. Yeah, and yep, I don't have 100%. that date in front of me, but it's what like it's that early. Is it the? I'll look that up actually while we talk. Yeah. You continue. If you are going to, if you are going to chase, uh, I'm I'm trying to contain myself. If you are going to, if you do, if you do care about staying in a fifty dollar a night hotel room in Las Vegas, and you then try to do that through Hawthorne. Um, yep. because Hawthorne doesn't have any entry fees. Um, and, 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 and so there's a, there's an op- I've, I've always found those and the, the structure of those cons. I haven't been in a very long time, so I have no idea what they even do anymore, but I'm assuming that those guys it's didn't all change added. it. It's, it's all added. There's yeah. no, but entry they still fee. do the, they still do the do whatever you want thing, right? Show up, play the pick yes. six and then go to the Cubs yes. game. I yeah. believe okay. so. Yeah. 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 Wow. How about this? Great. The, the, I mean, it's, I'm so glad those, those contests exist, you know, um, oh, by the not. way, UBC March 4th and yes, okay. it's Gulfstream, it's Santa Anita or it's express bet. That's a $3,500 event. So less cash outlay required than Pegasus too. I, I definitely think you're right. That's the second, that's the second yeah. stop on the, on the dance tour. And then like Hawthorne, they, they, they run at different times. I know they traditionally they've had like a Thanksgiving thing, but I think, I feel like they've had one earlier. Just go to their website and figure that out. Um, Great great one gambling. Production meeting, a business meeting really in the middle of the show. I'm speaking to our friends over there this week. We may be doing some work for them. So you'll be hearing a lot more, hopefully about Hawthorne. Nothing like a a Chicago style hot dog and a Modelo. At at uh, at uh, at Hawthorne, and Hawthorne's also a special place for me, Pete. Do you know why it's a special place? Because uh, you watched the Arlington. Uh, well, you didn't watch, but the, the Arlington no, no, no. Million Day, and you had the uh, you, a big big result for you the year you won the tour, right? Wasn't that yeah? Wasn't yeah, that a Hawthorne well, that, contest? It was a Hawthorne contest. Yes, that that we 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 played and then went to Arlington Park and watched it. But that wasn't going to be my answer. But that is a, that is a novel idea, isn't it? 
to to go somewhere, play in a contest, and then go watch the races at the racetrack. <laughs> you can get in a lot of trouble for that in some places, JK. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, I'm, I'm, look, I'm clearly warming up for for something that I have on the agenda. Um, the the other thing is about, but no, the reason it's special to me, and, and all jokes aside, is like, it, and I know this sounds funny, but one of the great things about contests is, you know, one of my good friends, like, you know, one of my dear friends, Eric Bilek and I met at the Hawthorne contest sitting next to each other, like randomly like, Hey man, what's up? Hey, how you doing? And like, have been on vacation together, have shared hotel rooms together, have stayed at each other's houses, have like, like it was, I, it was at Hawthorne is where we'd like met sitting in the dining room there. Hey man, what's up? So, um, Hawthorne okay. always, you know, Regarding Eric, just make sure he doesn't puke in your hotel room. It's not pretty. Anyway, that's Damn, I forgot story. about that. That was the hallway, I think. It, I think it was the hallway. No, wait, wait. You, yours might have been the hallway. Mine was the actual room. But you know, Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love you, Eric. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, Couldn't, resist. Couldn't resist. Couldn't uh, resist. One thing about um, Hawthorne. One more note about Hawthorne Contest before we move on down the calendar is that these days they're not at the track. They're at the different teletheaters, which have gotten rave reviews from our Chicago horse player brethren. But anyway, enough about that. Where where would you go next? Keeneland? Uh, yeah, Keeneland. I mean, honestly, <clears throat> um, you know, experience, experience uh, alone, right? Um, racetrack, the way that the, the gym treats you. This is no offense to anyone else, but I'm just, I, you're asking me to rank them. If I could go to any contest and play in it, that's not the Breeders' Cup betting challenge. And that is not like a situation like the Pegasus where it's just this outstanding financial situation with them adding $50,000, just on the surface of it, the grade one gamble. Um, and it's, and it's, and it's, uh, you know, stepbrother in the fall uh, are two of my favorite contests. The way the gym, uh, Jim, Jim was, was kind of first to the party. Uh, when it comes to all of these these contests and and uh, and those are those are those are some of my favorites, some of my best memories, whether it's in defeat. I've actually done well in those, but even besides that, like it's like they're just they're just fun. I just have great memories uh, in that green room and and in the contest room and uh, being in lexington and 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 so that's those are those are uh, if you've never played and you're and you've got one in you, man, i I think that might be the one I'd make it. Yeah, that's special. Another one I want to get now, the Triple Crown days are interesting because it feels like it's an ever evolving con contest landscape where there are contests, um, you know, contests exist for Derby, Preakness, Belmont, but they're not. I don't think of those as majors in the same way I think of the grade one gamble at this point. I, I don't know if that's just me or or why that is. It, they're certainly well, worth paying attention to. Yeah. The one thing I'll say about those is that. Um, if you're going to be a person who's playing in lots of contests, the one thing that those three days award you that a lot of the other days don't is you can do whatever the hell you want in terms of betting without having to over be overly concerned with odds. pools. The pools are pool. so big. Yeah. You're not going to hurt your own you, price. Yeah. You can, you know, on Derby day, whether you're playing on an express bet or whatever, or whoever has a contest, you know, you can, if you get your bankroll up to 50,000, you 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 can bet fifty thousand on a horse in a derby and it won't move an inch. <laughs> so like that's a that's comforting. You can play a fifty thousand double in the turf race into the derby and it won't move an inch. And like when that's the hardest thing at a place like uh, uh, you know uh, a place like the Grade One Gamble, for instance. Like you know if if you take a you know you bet twelve thousand dollars in the last race, you you can move some stuff and some things can can kind of shift on you a little bit. And that can make it a little bit harder to kind of predict and to, to kind of get to a certain point. So, um, you know, I, I, if you're going to play, I, I recommend playing in all those because it's big races, big horses. It's, yeah. it's, it's fun. Look for your contest calendar. Hopefully there's going to be more, you know, we, we've given a lot of love to a lot of our partners here. We, we don't pick favorites among our, uh, among our sponsors, but uh, hopefully Naira's going to get back in that game. Express better. You know, they do the, they, they have the most extensive schedule and they always do a great job. Look, look there for that info. But for me, the next one that I would call a can't miss absolutely worth traveling to uh, JK. I wonder if you'll agree on this is the pick your prize contest. Cause you know, again, if you're interested in Vegas, it's phenomenal. But if you're, if you're you and not necessarily interested in Vegas, you, you have that opportunity to participate in cash and breeders cup up at the very top of the leaderboard 
and Brian Skirka does a phenomenal job. And Mammoth is just a really cool underrated track and a great place to to go and spend time. So that I, I would yeah. I would not sleep on Pick Your Prize as a as as what I would call um, you know like a, a second level major behind those uh, th- those very top championship events. Completely agree. Completely um, agree. It's a, it's, a, it's a must stop. And then I'll I'll, I'll hit the next one for you. Um, that one for me would be uh, what Chris Barr does Del Mar. at Del Mar. Um, and that, and that Del Mar contest, it usually takes place. If I'm not mistaken, I want to say it's like the end of July, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it's like, the, like, like the, it's the end of July. I think it's like before Whitney. Cause there was one year where I, when I, my first year working at, at, in Iron Fox, I, I, I flew, we had racing. I was going to go anyways, but I left the day early cause we had racing canceled on Friday and me and Austin, cause I was, had to take Austin back to Texas. Anyway, we flew from New York to Del Mar, played in the contest. I flew him back to Austin and then I flew back to Saratoga to be back in time the next week for, for Whitney week. So little exhausted. Uh, I'm getting a little tired just hearing that travel schedule, <laughs> but they do one in the fall as well. The July one is yep. definitely the bigger of the two. And if you were only going to go to one, I'd say you look at that one, but then the other one uh, in, in the fall is worth keeping on the, on the radar as well. Talking about the summer, my next thought goes to Kentucky Downs and they're, I think they're evolving, you know, they, they've really done some super cool things with the turf, the King of the turf championship that they've done the last couple of years. And it's not all settled yet, but I think they may be looking to do a bigger contest too this year in, in terms of buy-in and, you know, gosh, if you're a turf handicapper, if you're um, somebody who wants to just check out a really uh, cool, unique racing experience, I can't recommend, I can't recommend Kentucky Downs enough. I mean, it, it, it's, and, and the other thing is like, I feel like it's for years had this reputation, you know, I was told like, Oh, you go to Kentucky Downs, you're in the middle of nowhere. Ha ha ha. Not so like in an Uber era, especially you stay in downtown Nashville, one of the great tourist cities in America. And what, what was that? A 30 minute, 40 minute Uber. I mean, it cost nothing. It was, it was, it, that that is underrated. There's a reason why Kentucky Downs has exploded the last few years. I mean, mainly all the money they're they're paying in purses. But boy, from a horse player point of view, that is a, a terrific contest that I, I would not sleep on. I'd I'd put that on the list. Now you, I know you like dirt racing. You can dictate the outcome a little bit more. But does the Kentucky Downs event hold hold much appeal for you as a player? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, well, like I mean, look, I I I I, I tolerate turf. It's not like I. It's, I respect it. I understand that I get it, but it's just like, not, it's not my one. You if can't I have the same level of certainty, you know, you can't, you just can't no, have the course. same level it, of certainty. It, and it doesn't, it doesn't fit my style. My style is direct hit. You know, um, I think that style, my, my style is direct hit. That style is more for players who like to, to, to look at races more creatively. Yeah, I think um, that's fair. And it, and it higher and, it, and, and looking for, you know, I'd rather, it's, it's really actually pretty simple. I'd rather bet ten thousand dollars on a four to five shot than, and then the the people that I think like that contest would rather bet two hundred dollars on a twenty to one shot. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's the difference. I think that's I think that's fair, but I, I definitely would put that on the list. And then mostly in the fall, it's like a lot of the ones come back. You know, look at you'd want to look at Santa Anita. Um, but really in the fall, obviously the focus goes to the to the British Cup betting challenge and. Uh, if we're talking about in-person live stuff, I, I think that covers it pretty well with the ones that we've, the ones that we've talked about any, uh, it, I, I need to put in a plug here somewhere for, for horse player happy hour. But other than that, is there, there any other things you well, want to mention? I mean, I think that, no, I mean, I think, I think I can set you up good for that. The, you know, the BCBC, in my opinion, um, and I don't think it's really even, it's like, I'm saying that just to be nice. I mean, I'm, I'm a hundred percent right. It's the best contest um, in the world. It is, um, it is the most fun. It's, 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 there's the most on the line. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, if, if you're into this game as a horse player to, to kind of even oddly create like some sort of a legacy or to like kind of validate yourself and your interest, there's no better event to do so. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's a lot less daunting than one might think. Now I understand that stroking the check for 10,000 as you walk up to Tim Schramm 
on November 3rd or whatever, that is, is, is a harder thing for some to, to, but there is lots of different ways you can get qualified, um, for a lot less. And, and there's no better way than horse player happy hour as a way to, to pursue that. And so, um, you know, I would encourage people to not, don't be scared away from what it is because now on the first go around, it can be a little intimidating. You have to kind of find your feet, but it, once you do it one time, you're like, okay, I, I see what this is now. And, and, uh, and then going forward, you can, you can kind of have a, a, a better approach. Yeah. There, there's a lot of advice. We can do a whole show on advice for how to approach the, the BCBC as a qualifier, but you're absolutely right. The, whether it's a seat in a live bankroll tournament, that you win throughout the year or you're qualifying online. But if you are going to qualify online or play online to qualify, you got to look at our horse player happy hour games. It's not official that we're back yet. We're still talking to breeders cup, but I'd be pretty surprised if it doesn't come back and it's interconnected series of contests from June, right through the breeders cup. What if I told you JK that you could buy an entry each week for 20 bucks, the house cut for that entry went to charity. And Oh, by the way, we're going to add 20,000 to the prize pool at no cost to players. You know, consider that. I mean, we're talking about fifty thousand added in the in the Pegasus, but you got to put up six. Here we're talking about putting up twenty thousand, and to be eligible to win a piece of it, you you could pay twenty bucks one week. We had two players at our final table last year who only played one week and got a chance to to go for that uh, to go for that massive uh, free roll. Um, it's it's a no brainer to play, and we're gonna do we're gonna do some fun shows. We're gonna shake things up a little bit this year, I think. Um, with the live coverage going to be a little bit more of a live racing show, I think, than the evergreen type show. It was a bit last year. Anyway, it's going to be fun. We can't wait for people to get involved. I got another good question here, JK. I think we have time for at least one more before we, uh, we turn back into the pumpkins here and have to get on with our day. <laughs> this is a funny one. Cause I think I know the answer. Any plans to get Micropoli and or Pat Cummings on the, in the money network to ask them some tough questions is that um, a real is that a real question? Yeah, that's a real question. Anything that's you hilarious. hear about, you know, is Rapoli interested in putting together any sort of players committee? What do you guys think about Rapoli in general? Um, these are great questions. You I'll I'll let you So, I'll let you um it's funny, it's a hilarious question. I reached out to Mike and Pat in a text message in December and I said, "Hey, you guys want to come on together?" Cuz I you know I've had Mike, I've had Pat. I said, like, "You want to you guys want to come on together? We can just talk whatever, you know, you can try to like answer some questions we can just have like a fun conversation jk plus one style and just really hit it jk plus two and jk plus two and they both said yes they're like yeah for sure and then pat said hey let's wait until january let let us get our feet underneath us so that we can actually talk about these are some things we're going to do yes and then unsolicited pat emailed me maybe two weeks ago a week ago he said we're really close we got some stuff we're, we're kind of lining out and we'll be ready to rock and roll. So I would imagine that if it's not the, like, if it's not like be, at the, before the end of this month, it will be, um, it will be early, like early in February. But yeah, no, we're definitely gonna do it. And then the other questions, what do I think about Mike and what do I think about? So the one thing that I will say is that people, people who have a, a passion, a creativity, um, and it, 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 people who have a passion and creativity have the ability to, to, to create change. Um, people that have passion, creativity, and, and are billionaires really have the ability to make change. And, I, and I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to like make this all about money, but the, the thing that Mike can do that a lot of the, the, the changes that are being resisted in racing that we think that, that a lot of people believe that could help or want to help, they're all money related, right? The reason people won't do it is because there's a fear that it could affect their bottom line. Why don't we have, why don't we have lower takeout? It's because of money. Why don't we have a shorter time in between races? It's because of money. Why don't racetracks align with each other and not be on top of each other in terms of post times, racetracks? I mean, money. Why do we have post drags? Money. Why is the computer thing a problem? Money. I can keep going. Everything yes. that, you know, the condition book. Basically, um, every question is the same. Yeah. Yes. Drugs uh, in racing, you know, all of it is all in the racetrack surfaces. It's all money. So if Mike has the interest and is interested in doing something he has the ability to do it if he so chooses now is mike a 
um, is he, is his personality type tough for some people that might like not have anyone in their life like that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll tell you right now, talking to Mike is, it can be a little bit stressful because he asks you tough questions and he want you have to answer them if you want to have the conversation. Like he doesn't just like it. it so it, it can be a little bit, but I will say this. I think that I couldn't think of anyone better than like Pat to be like his partner in crime. Because with Matt's with 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 Mike's passion and his is his creativity and his and his bankroll, with Pat's thoughtfulness, his thoroughness, his knowledge, his experience, like and his and and like those two things together combined, I think they could be a really, really, really dynamic uh duo. And and what I the way I see it unfolding is like I see them creating interest, creating conversations. And I think that Mike has the ability to get people to kind of unify and possibly and, 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 and kind of make some, make some changes, you know, um, you know, Mike said on my podcast at one time, he said, what if we well, goes, what if I, what if I bought Tampa and made the Derby $20 million? Uh, I made a, I made a race $20 million on the same day as the Kentucky Derby. That's a disruptive ass move that would really get people's attention. And he could do it if he really wanted to. So like, I think that's interesting. You know what I mean? I think that's, I think that's interesting. You know, what Craig Burnick did was different. Craig did something where he just wanted to educate people and hope that they would change it on their own. That if they, if they gave enough, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that Craig did not inject a lot of money. He did inject a lot of money and and Glen Hill farm into the thoroughbred idea foundation and a lot of time and a lot of energy creating real shit that people could hold in their hands and understand where our issues are better. But he also, I think, would even tell you that he kind of had this hope that that the industry would say, oh, that makes sense. We should make some changes. And I think that Mike's situation is going to have learned from the things that I think Craig and 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 Pat put into place with the Thoroughbred Idea Foundation. And I think that that they'll be able to possibly kind of make some ground on the groundwork that, that Craig and them laid. So, I, I mean, I'm optimistic that something can come from it. Um We'll see what it is. The funny um, thought that popped in my head as you were talking, JK, is Mike Rapoli certainly has the potential. I think it's fair to say that there's certain industry insiders who've been against, you know, uh, what Craig was doing, or, or at least not receptive to what Craig was doing, who are now not receptive to what Rapoli's doing. And Rapoli has the potential to to make them wish the good old days where it was uh, uh, Craig Burnick <laughs> being the one trying to uh, make changes yeah, Craig, in the Craig, industry just because, yeah, you know, Craig Rapoli... Was- yeah, he's got a sledgehammer. <laughs> Craig, yeah, Craig was a, Craig. I think Craig was a, a lot more diplomatic in, in his approach. Um, you think? <laughs> yeah, a lot more diplomatic in his approach, and like, and but you know, like I think that's kind of what we need. And also, like, you know, Craig is obviously a, 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 a you know a, a big hitter in racing, right? B- but like, you know, I mean, I don't know what if what if Rapoli like, I mean, Rapoli's got a lot of damn horses. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, who spends more money than him to the very industry stakeholders who need to be won over? He's in a unique position. Let me offer one piece. We were asked what we thought of it so far, and I think you've done a very good job, um, you know, on on why I think we're both optimistic to a degree. we got to talk about the Twitter persona thing. I feel like it's developing, and some of the pure comedy he's putting out, I mean, the I'm not a millionaire tweet made me like fall out of my chair laughing. I loved it. He's had some other really funny nose tweaky ones. I don't like the attacking journalist thing though, man. I think it's such a bad look and I think it undermines the excellent work that he wants to do. And I know that, that Pat wants to do. I mean, maybe there are legitimate criticisms of the people he's going after, but Reporting negative news is not a legitimate criticism of a Ray Pollock or a Joe Drape. It's just not. And I think it undermines what, what they're trying to do over there. I'd love to see a little bit less of that. Look, I'm, I'm fine with the pure comedy. I enjoy that on Twitter. But, you know, I, there, there might be, I get it. He's a disruptor. He's disrupting. But, like, I think being a little more, focusing that gun a little bit more, not sledgehammering everything, focusing that sledgehammer a little bit more. That would be the direction I'd like to see them go in. Cause I do think they have the power to make some real and important change. Yeah. I mean, he's just, I mean, he's always going to be a ready fire aim guy. Um, <laughs> he's had a lot of success in that, in his life and in his business. And like, uh, like there's a 0% chance he's going to change. 
Um, I think it just kind of comes with it. And I don't know, man, like whether I fully agree with it or I disagree with it or I love it or whatever one it is, I think that like something has to change. And, yeah. and, and, and there's been lots of organizations, alphabet organizations, and lots of people who have tried to do it the nice, soft and easy way. And nice, lots of people that, that have done this and done that and done, and it's none of it's not, it's not, we're, we're, we're it's, it's not getting better. So, you know, whatever, dude, like do your thing, like whatever you got, whatever, what, what let, let's see if it can't get worse. You know what I mean? It can, I mean, it can't get worse. So, so lots of I'm going to trust stuff. the process because honestly, like, you know, there's a lot of people that like to you think about it, running around the racetrack, things going on. And, and when we have those tragedies at Saratoga, just all the shit that happens in racing and, you know, horses scratching at the Breeders' Cup or this, that, or the other. Or it's like, you know, everywhere you go, you're walking around, oh, did you see that? Oh, that's this. We got to do this. I'm telling you, we just got to change this. This has got to change. Well, if we just did this, well, we got to do that. Everyone's always talking about these damn ideas, but nobody does anything. Like no one does anything. We could talk about computer automated wagering on this show and the extent of our, of our, of what, of the, the only thing we've ever done to try to combat that is talk about it and maybe help create the idea, you know, kind of work with Jim Goodman on the idea of kind of that $3 pick three thing. But like outside of that, like we haven't done a ton to fix it. So like if someone wants to talk shit on Twitter a little bit, and put some money behind trying to get some things fixed. Like, yeah, I'm here for it. Whatever you got to do, man. Well, we'll eagerly await that episode of JK plus two, which will be coming down the pike. Not the first JK plus two. There've been others, but th- this will be. Yeah. The famously the Reagan and Jake one was funny. That, yes. that was good. I'm trying to think of there's, there was, a, I think there was two JK plus twos. Oh, I had a, I had a Boyd Browning and, and Evan Ferraro from Phasic Tipton. Yep. That was a JK plus two. And I feel like there's another one. I just can't remember which one. Uh, good stuff, JK. We are out of time. So we're going to get on with our days here. We do have some more questions. We'll get to them in subsequent shows, but always fun getting a chance to catch up with you. Check out our social media. Take a look. We're going to be sending out some clips from that YouTube video. You can get a sense of the production value we're, we're trying to bring to the party here in 2024. And obviously watch the watch the whole video as well. Follow JK at UT Big Hair. I'm at Looms Boldly on Twitter. What's your Insta? Are you the same on Insta? Yep. Yeah, I'm UT, I'm UT Big Hair everywhere. And if anybody needs to get that work in uh, an Xbox, you can get it there as well. Ooh, there you go. I like the sound. I of think that. it's actually UT Big Hair 22, but and Austin annoyingly has me in his phone as UT Big Hair 22. It's like his way of trolling me. <laughs> Speaking of children, that's what I, I'm trying to get to. They they have this day off at parents' school, so we're gonna we're gonna go to a movie or something this afternoon. Um, thinking the Mean Girls musical might be the might be the winner today. We'll we'll get that all figured out. But I'm, I'm glad you did remind me of the child watching TV upstairs that I need to get to. JK, so we'll we'll we'll, we'll continue this conversation soon. Um, Want to thank our founding partners, uh, Ten Strike Racing, Kim Weir. Um, we're going to have her on soon to talk about her new endeavor. Always want to thank her on here. Most of all, though, want to thank all of you, the listeners, for making these shows so much fun to do. For Jonathan Kinchin, I'm Peter Thomas Fornatel. May you win all your photos.